Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Well, hey again, everybody. You're once again tuned in to the show on the road. I'm your roving song collector, Z Lupitan, and we're back with part two of my talk with Ray Zaragoza. Large crowds, fluorescent lights, fireworks in July. I'm smiling, but my heart's beating too fast. Alcohol and caffeine make my worry. Indeed, I think Ray is not alone in waking up maybe in the middle of the night with that throbbing, terrible ache where you don't know where the anxiety is coming from. You don't know what you're worried about, but you are dreading some sort of wave about to hit you from every direction. Of course, this sense of existential doom is not just in the heads of our roving songwriters. Uh, The WHO said that the COVID-19 pandemic actually triggered a 25% increase in the prevalence of anxiety and depression worldwide. 90 countries responded to surveys saying, yes, we are dreading something. We are worried that we don't have the future that we hoped we would have. Now, how do we process that? For folks like Ray Zaragoza, you take a little dose of humor and a little dose of your ancestral wisdom, and you create songs that can help get you through. Now, I don't know where I'm going to be in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. I know as a songwriter, I have to keep creating to stay alive. I have to explain my history and my pain And one of the things I've been wrestling with as an artist, as a songwriter, as a dad, is disconnecting my desire to be on stage, to be watched, to be loved, to be listened to, and also to just be a selfless, giving human being. Watching over my daughter, taking care of my wife, and not have that selfish impulse to forget everything and to 
stand in that spotlight for everyone to see all the time. Being home for two, three, four weeks without playing music, I can feel my soul kind of leaving my body. But who am I without the music? One day, I might have to find that out. But the time for rest is not now for Ray. She is about to embark on a crazy year-long national tour of Peter Pan that could be bound for Broadway, and I tried to relay a little of my knowledge of the ups and downs of the touring life as I've been doing it for 10 years. So here's part two of my talk with Ray Zaragoza. I mean, just the juxtaposition of our last European tour is almost like comical in this example, right? Like main stage in Denmark, yeah. People like already know a lot of the yeah. music. Beautiful, perfect, right. sunny day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thousands of people. Yeah. Loving every minute yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. And then like a day later, you're like sitting on the floor of the Hamburg yeah. airport. Flights canceled. Right. The festival in England's like, well, we can't help you because oh you know, you just, yeah. if you're not here, we can't right. you know, adjust your set time. Right. And like sitting in some crappy hotel in, in, in Hamburg trying to figure out how to get to another country, like spending all the money that you have mm-hmm. and just being like, remember that moment like mm-hmm. Last 20 night. hours yeah. ago? Totally. How awesome was that? Yeah. You know, it's, it's the, the highs and the lows are so stark sometimes. Yeah. I like have like, I don't since I've been in entertainment since I was a kid and I like really idealized enter- the entertainment industry so much. I feel like I learned and I have had ups and downs since I was like a kid with like being a child actor and all yeah. these things and like seeing it happen for other kids and not happen for me and like I feel like what's helped me and the only reason way I can stay centered through all those things is with like mindfulness and meditation mm. and spirituality and um having a good relationship with like my own spirit and with God and whatever, um, whatever that is for whoever. But for me, it's like realizing that like all of this is like well and good and it's exciting and it's special and it's also my job and it's also like nothing I need to put on a pedestal ever. And like what is real is like interpersonal relationships and family and my dog and like things that are like those things, like everything is real. Like my music is real. The touring is real, but like, the things that are most important is like the people and the animals and like those things. And I, no one can ever take those things away from me. I'll always have some version of that. And so I try to stay centered with all of that. And also I realize like when I close my eyes and and see my ultimate dream, I don't see headlining at Red Rocks, even though I do would love that. That'd be awesome. Like what I see is like just like tranquil peace in like my home in like in Naples <laughs> in Long Beach on the island on the island but you know cuz also i my upbringing was a lot of really cool things like getting to go to a broadway show almost every night and getting to be in the biggest city in the world and getting to do all these like really flashy things like i got to go to like cool parties when i was like a little kid with my dad and like all these things and what I want is something totally different than that mm. for my dream. I want like peace and quiet and, mm. and calm. And I love doing this touring thing now, but um, I feel like I've been in this entertainment wild thing mm. since I was a little kid. So I don't know. I don't, I don't fear the ups and downs as much as I fear losing myself to it mm. because I know that like my ultimate thing is to one day really focus more on my writing and... Yeah 
my reflecting than, yeah. than so much output and so much performance. But for now, I love it. <laughs> well, that's why I have to tell, you know, some of the folks who've toured with our band Dust Bowl Revival mm-hmm. throughout the years and that, you know, yes, like this is, uh, some of the stuff's going to be cool. We're going to mm-hmm. play Denmark. Yeah. It's not vacation. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't even get to see the cities very often. It sure feels like it sometimes, you know, and like... Oh, sometimes. When it hits, though, like, I just did Kayamo. Have you guys done Kayamo? No. Oh, my gosh. That was a vacation. I know. I that wish was they would a... include us at Kayamo, <laughs> which they refused to do. <laughs> like, We're too expensive, I think, probably. I won soundcheck, so it was like yeah. I was like the cheapest band on, on board. But um, I got to bring my brother and like my assistant, and like we just had a vacation. Like every show was like fun, but then like we got to go on like a catamaran to like a private island with their yeah. bands and like it was like hanging out with Joseph and all of my heroes and I'm like this is like the best vacation of my life yeah. and it was work so if you were to captain a, a small mm-hmm. ship mm-hmm. and then create your own cruise okay who would be the first five bands that you would book right now <sighs> Decibel Revival obviously we'll just be the house band <laughs> Um, I mean, my favorite band of all time is Gang of Youths. Um, okay. I have the, they're literally like their lyrics tattooed on my body. Um, I mean, I would have to bring all of my friends. I mean, my Kayamo friends that I can think of, I already know they're so much fun to live with on a boat. So like the Oshima brothers are good friends of mine and Julie Williams and the Black Opry. I mean, I'll just like have the Black Opry like book it because they have all the best bands with them at all times. Um, and who else? Um, I mean, Joseph, I love them so much. And, um, 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 hmm. Joni Mitchell will have to come with us. Brandy Carlisle. It'd be an epic boat. It'd be an epic boat. <laughs> It'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, I want to go back to a, a song off the Woman in Color record, the first track, mm-hmm. uh, Change Your Name. Yeah. You know, sort of about the immigrant story that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, your family went through. Um, does it feel like sort of opening up your diary? Mm-hmm. Like, it feels it, it, like where it's super mm, raw and personal, yeah. or does it feel like, oh, I have to do this? Um, Change Your Name felt like opening up my mom's diary. Yeah, yeah. So, because that song is, I wrote it in first person perspective, but it is my mother's story. And um, I think she was really excited to have it told. You know, my, right. my mom loves to write as well, but she's not a songwriter. And I think she, like, whenever I play that song, my mom and my dad are just, like, in tears. And um, so it doesn't feel very personal to me because it's, I guess, it's not my story. It's my mom's story. But um, I loved writing that song because, for me, like, it's, everything's about ancestors. It's all about the generations. Like, I am just here as, like, a translator, a vessel for my ancestors and my, those who came before me, their stories. And so... Getting to like do that quite literally was like really really exciting, and I I think that's like one of my favorite songs I've ever written. We arrive one room flat between Columbus and Amsterdam. I see other girls, but I don't look like them. Papa opens up a store Selling smokes and trinkets from back home Searching for some form of an American dream Holding on to what Mama said to me 
Out of any of my songs, that's the one that people come up to me and are like, oh my gosh, I feel so seen by your music. And this was my story. This was my mom's story. This was my dad's story. Like, they're also immigrants. And like, for you to give voice to that makes me feel better. And so that song, I feel like I have more people that come up to me in that way. So, yeah. Did they make her change her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mom's Japanese name is Shuga. And then my grandparents went up to a... um, an American soldier stationed in Japan and they were like, oh, we're like moving to America. What should we name our daughter so that, you know, she has an American name? And he was like, oh, you should name her Shirley because Shirley Temple is really popular right now. And so she got named after Shirley Temple. (laughs) She was the most popular star in the world. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, my mom, like she's very, like very tiny and bubbly and almost like, I don't know, she has like a Shirley Temple type energy at times <laughs> we, we joked that uh my daughter who's like the funniest person mm. i know and she's like one and yeah. a half oh my god she was born i think the week after betty white died and we're like betty, <laughs> betty is white that you? <laughs> betty that's amazing betty, betty is that you betty is that you <laughs> oh my god i love that like she was like cracking smiles and and like making people laugh uh-huh. and she was like a month old. Wow. It was like bizarre. That is you know? so cute. Do you believe in reincarnation? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think for a while, like I was very like, like I don't really, like I never grew up with any religion, like, or like organized religion per se, but like both of my parents have their own version of spirituality, like coming from the indigenous background and my mom, I think her mother was Buddhist. So like they also, my, my mom is also now goes to church, but my parents have like come with like this like sh- like eclectic spirituality, and then like ever since I was a kid, I was very interested in spirituality, and I just got into like learning about all different kinds of, um, you know things. But reincarnation is definitely something that I subscribe to, and I'm like, yeah, I love that idea. I would like to come back as a Shih Tzu. That is the that is the plan. <laughs> it's a very specific wish. Yes, <laughs> I'm a Shih Tzu like. Mom, I had where's the where's too. the dog? She just left. Um, she, my parents took her. She, they're she's gonna be living with them for a whole year, um, while I'm on tour. And so she's only a year and a half. She's the same age as your daughter. <laughs> um, maybe maybe the dog. Is maybe the dog is anyway. Yeah, she is a white dog, but um, she um is adorable. And I had a Shih Tzu before that who passed away. So I have a type. I just love Shih Tzus. So I think like in the realm of, of wish fulfillment which we sometimes try to write into our songs like that mm. last track or was it second last track garden which mm. i think actually is my favorite i think it's my favorite too yeah not to pick favorites what is it babies, about <laughs> this is like yeah. another ongoing theme when i tell people like listen to the last two yeah. tracks of a record because uh-huh. that's what the songwriter actually wanted to be first uh-huh. But like everyone else is like, oh, no, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. you and a guitar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's you can't simple. put that in the front. Yeah. You can't. You can't. Yeah. Right. But the idea of like you sort of seeing this version that you mm. should want mm-hmm. 
and like figuring out what you do want. Yeah. I want the house with the skylight garden. and the garden, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, the heartbreaking thing is that a lot of us won't ever get yeah. sort of this version of the American dream that right. even our parents were able, were able to achieve. Right. Right. I mean, the Real disconnect <laughs> between like what like right. our parents and our grandparents could afford mm-hmm. versus what we, what we can afford in any sort yeah. of major city. It's, it's insane. Just, yeah. And you it's know? wild. Cause then our parents are telling us you need to buy property. And I'm like, well, it's different now. <laughs> yeah. What? I know my parents literally like they bought a studio apartment that I grew up in. Like I grew up in a literally 400 square foot studio apartment with five people. They bought that in the eighties for like, Eighty thousand dollars in, in New York in City. New York? Yeah, so where like, in New York? Um, like Greenwich Village, like uh, the nicest neighborhood in New York. And then, like, they kept it. No, but they did <laughs> sell it in yeah. two thousand four for like half a million dollars, right. and have basically played real estate and built themselves to where they are now, which is like a giant, beautiful, like gated property in L.A. Uh, in the Valley, and have all just like very slowly from the eighties built through real estate. Um, cause both of my parents started like very humbly. Um, but it's so in their, in their head, they're like, you got to buy property. Like that's how you blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, things are very different now. It's not just like, with what I know. <laughs> and so, yeah, I feel like with garden, a lot of that is about how, like, I remember when I was in middle school, everything was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Where do you see yourself in 15 years? Like, what about, and all of us had these, like, and like, don't be afraid to dream big. And then we'd always be like, well, I'm going to have this like mansion. And, and then I'm also going to have a house in New York city, like a brownstone. And then also like a mansion in LA and then a place in Europe. Wow. (laughs) Ambitious kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we all thought we were going to be famous. Like literally like growing up in a, in performing a arts performing school. arts yeah, school yeah. we're all like we're all gonna be famous like Alicia Keys went to our school and she comes to talk to us every year so we're all gonna be Alicia Keys and it's gonna be great and like all these things and then so with Garden it's like just don't take the dream so seriously it was written by the 1990s version of me like yeah. who did you want to be in the 90s that was a little kid who didn't know what inflation was so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you can't hold those things against yourself and you know, if you shoot for the, if you shoot for the moon, you land among the stars. And that's how I feel like I have, like my life is super comfortable and lovely. I'm not living any extravagant life. Like I have like a pretty, I have my own apartment. Well, I guess I do for two more days, but it's nothing crazy or or extravagant, but I'm doing fine. And so I feel like I've shot for this thing in the moon and I've landed in the stars and I'll just keep on exploring the stars for the rest of my life and see where it ends, ends up. stand on a hill and sing at the top of my lungs I want to dance, tell my tales, cry, run, do whatever I want I want to join the joy revolution I boldly declare for once in my life I really don't Let's go back to that Joy Revolution track yeah. real quick. The first track that you uh, combined with, uh, is it Milk? 
Milk, yeah. Why did you want to lead off with that message? Yeah, you know, it wasn't actually my first choice to be the first song. I Listen was... to Garden first and then go to Joy Revolution. Joy Revolution, like, I love this song so much. I didn't think it was going to be the first track, but a lot of my team was very, like, really wanting to start on this note. And I think it's because, like, the, this, this record is really heavy and it's really intense and it talks about a lot of, like, sadder things. But at the end of it, like, the thesis statement of the whole thing is Garden and Joy Revolution. So, like, the thesis statement is Garden, right? That is, like, the thesis, but Joy Revolution is the opening paragraph. So, the opening paragraph is where we're going, is what I'm going to prove to you through this, whatever, this story. And what I am going to prove to you throughout this record is that joy and being in the moment and what you have in front of you is what's most important. So and this and spirit and yourself and self-reflection so i think joy revolution encapsulates that the best in the most positive way so um it was like kind of my way of like enticing everyone in with this like very positive song and then like be like haha gotcha it's gonna be a really deep and emotional ride from here <laughs> I Whatever I want, I want to join the joy revolution. I mean, the word revolution mm -hmm, usually mm -hmm. means upheaval, right? Right, it yep. means like. Mm -hmm complete destruction right, right. of the previous regime of yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? That's so true. Which is You're hard like to do. You're like giving me some new ways to think about my songs. I love this. This is awesome. That's my job. <laughs> I'm going to like to steal all this and, and say it in my other interviews. <laughs> Tune in to the show on the road where you can have your lyrics thrown back at you. It's fantastic. Angles. I love it. Would you want to play uh, my guitar? Sure. Uh, maybe you can play Garden. I don't know. What, yes, or, I'll or play something. Garden. Yeah. It's like my fave and your fave. So. And coming up right after this, an exclusive acoustic performance. If my guitar is still intact from the flight from Europe. Girl, yeah, she's right. Well, a lot of airlines do not somehow know that, like, especially in America, yeah. they legally have to let you right. at least bring your instrument on board. Um, or they're going against FAA rules. Yeah. I used to like print that law with me. Alright, cool, I'm ready. And now, Garden by Ray Zaragoza, live at the empty apartment <laughs> in Long Beach. <laughs> We're getting older, a little bit stronger We 
come this far from the late night skipping the chasers playing for strangers at the bar so who are we now who are we now standing on sacred stolen ground who has the answers when there's no one to take the dream so seriously it was written by the 1990s version of me who thought you had to have it all by 33 the man the plan the house with a skylight and a garden a fancy coffee machine a skylight and a garden Tell me what that means Remember folding papers Into skyscrapers Just to knock them down And saving up every dollar For when your mother Would take you to Chinatown So who are we now? sacred stolen ground who has the answers when there's no one to be proud so don't take the dream so seriously it was written by the 1990s version of me who thought you had to have it all by 33 the man the plan with a skylight and a garden, a fancy coffee machine, a skylight and a garden, tell me what that means, a skylight and a garden, a fancy coffee machine. A skylight and a garden Tell me what that means <laughs> Beautiful Yay! You know, one of the worst, I want to say, anniversary gifts I ever got my wife was mm-hmm. a latte-making machine. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, she's gonna love this. <laughs> You've she, made it. She loves lattes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, now she doesn't have to go to Starbucks, yeah. you know? And she's like, the whole point is I can have someone else make it for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like a special occasion. Right. Thing. It's like an activity to go get yeah. your latte out. But it does cost a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like we did make them at our house every now and again. And it was like really hard to clean. Really? It was just like bad decision. Yeah. Bad decision. I, that's kind of how I feel about soda streams. I was like so into it yeah. for a second. And then I was like, hmm. I think I'm just gonna like once a month just like let myself like go to the store and like buy a LaCroix you know man we go through so much LaCroix we should <laughs> get a sponsorship look yeah exactly oh my gosh hashtag live LaCroix <laughs> you do love LaCroix um so you're going on this year-long mm-hmm. tour 
something that is going to be quite uh, a mental and physical challenge. How many yeah. shows are you doing a week? Do you know? Eight. Yeah, that's like the thing they do on Broadway. Eight shows a week. And are you worried that your off. voice is going to hold up? Um, no, because my part is not super okay. vocally demanding. Um, I da- I'm honestly dancing more than singing. Okay. Um, but um, I- I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm, I'm nervous, obviously, but I also, I my part is not nowhere near as demanding as Peter, or Captain Hook, or Wendy. Um, I get to kind of like come in and be victorious and then get off stage. So I have like what they call in theater, like more of like a princess track. Like I don't come in till page 40. <laughs> Just um, smoke a cigarette backstage. Yeah, I miss like, my cue. Okay, it's now my time. Right. And so it's going to be demanding, but I sing like a couple songs, but um, it's not like doing a set where you're singing, what, 15 songs, yeah, yeah. all of which you you yeah. carry it. Yeah. So I don't have that. But I mean, it's going to be new and different. I'm sure it's going to be very physically demanding. My dad has done Broadway tours and has been on Broadway. And he was like, the rehearsal process is going to be really hard. And then it's easy. <laughs> he yeah. was like, it'll be fine. You know, and he, his part also when he was on the show, he didn't really sing that much. But so I'm I'm obviously um, nervous, but I'm also a little bit excited to finally be like on a tour where like I don't have to use my my logistical brain all the time because you know with touring as a indie artist, it's like I gotta figure out where I'm staying, like how to check in. Um, what time sound check is? What time? Like every yeah. single little detail falls onto me. Right. Um, cause I don't usually travel with a tour manager. It's usually me and like the band or me by myself. And with this, like I get a day sheet every day. Here's with the V at what time. Probably pretty nice actually. Yeah. yeah. And I get to stay in nice hotels everywhere that are all paid for and figured out. Yeah. I'm on salary. Um, I just have to stay healthy and do my, my character well and right. show up, right. get to the airport and to the bus on time. And for me, it almost feels a little bit. Like, I get to access a different part of my brain. Yeah. Because with being an indie artist, it's it's a lot of, like, very logistical, like, right brain stuff a lot. Um, and a lot of planning, a lot of all that. So with this, I'm like, oh, I just get to, like, play and be a part of a community and a company. And that's exciting. I was a... Well, I still am a playwright, I guess. But I, cool. I definitely did that for a long time. And uh, if you really want to lose money... That's a ticket for you. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I put up, like, I used to put up a show or so a year in LA and then did one in New York. So cool. And, like, there is nothing more thrilling. And again, I've mm-hmm. played all sorts of festivals mm-hmm. all over the world, but there's nothing more thrilling than, like, seeing something you wrote or mm-hmm. something that you're about to go in, like, with a completely mm-hmm. fresh audience every night. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's funny that I've never had, you know, the act. Uh, mm-hmm. there's the actor nightmare dreams mm-hmm. that people have. Mm-hmm. I've never had that with music for mm-hmm. some reason, mm-hmm. but I haven't been in a show as an actor mm-hmm. since probably college. Mm-hmm. I still have those mm-hmm. dreams mm-hmm. every now and again where you're like, Nope, don't forget. Don't, don't remember the lines. Yeah. And then you go yeah. out there and your mouth starts moving right. without you. It's kind of amazing. Whoa. You know? I never had a dream like that. I had a dream where, um, I, I have a recurring dream where I can't get to the stage to do my set mm. or like I'm supposed to sing with the headlining band and I forget to go on and they're like, and Razor goes, I was going to come on stage and sing a song with us and I like, don't show up. Uh. That is like such a nightmare. Um, but I've never had that 
acting thing. I used to do Shakespeare yeah. when I was a kid. Oh, cool. And we had to like memory. I played Helena oh. in um, Midsummer, and that was the most I've ever. Yeah. Garbage truck. I've ever memorized, and after that, I had a little less of a fear of memorization because it was so intense. But I haven't done it in a long time, so. Well, that's the we'll thing. See. Yeah, when people are like, "How do you remember all these mm-hmm. lyrics?" and you're like, "Yeah, I was in." As you like. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You know, like That's I had like, like way, a two-page way monologue. You know. It's so funny. My my abuelita, like she would always, after my dad got off stage from a play, she'd be like, "How do you memorize all those lines?" And he'd be like, "That's the easiest part, mom. Yeah. All the emotions. That's the hard part." Yeah. <laughs> well, the the interesting part for me about, I think singing, and maybe acting in the same way is that you can't think about it. Mm-hmm. Eventually right. your body yeah. sort of Does it. knows yeah. it. Especially when you've been doing a show for so long. You know, yeah. like, and there's been you times... overthink it, it's the bad part. There's been times where you're so tired and that, especially if you wear some nice sunglasses, mm-hmm. you're like, I'm going to rest my eyes for a second while I'm doing this song because I know that my body will sing it for me. <laughs> you're like half sleeping. Literally like half, sleeping. Like half napping. Oh my gosh. And then you're actually mm-hmm. belting a song because your body is just like, oh, I got it for you. Don't worry. Wow. You know. Dang. All right. Last thing I'll ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could have lunch mm-hmm. with anyone in history, mm-hmm. Whoa. dead or alive, where would you take them to eat and who would it be? Wow. Okay. I guess it doesn't have to be lunch. It could be like lunch, your dinner. Spot. Yeah. I would definitely have lunch with my great grandma, my grandma Via. And where would I take her to lunch? I think I would go take her to have um, pan dulce, which is like Mexican um, sweetbread, in my grandma's town in Gilroy. That's what we would do. Our we would just go get coffees and have pan dulce, and we would chat with my great grandma. Where is that town? Gilroy, California, okay. up north. The yeah. garlic capital? Garlic capital of the world. That is my Sm- second home. Smell it. Yeah, everywhere. Ten miles away. Yeah. Well, uh, good luck on the run. Congrats on Hold That Spirit. Thank you. And, uh, you know, we should do some more shows together. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Come on, garbage truck. When this shit is over, do you want to go away? Maybe to Arizona Backpacking through Germany I know we said some stuff But that don't matter, don't you agree? When this shit is over Do you wanna go away with me? Anytime, anywhere, Ray. Big thanks to Ray Zaragoza for having me to her apartment in Long Beach for this conversation. If you haven't heard the first part, it is amazing. Go back into our archives, theshowontheroad.com slash episodes, and uh, you can check out our new record, Hold That Spirit, uh, on her website, rayzaragoza.com, and she's got some really cool tour dates coming up. Please go and see her live. She'll be in Denver, in uh, Laramie, Wyoming, in Boulder, all sorts of fun places coming up. If you haven't heard the previous episodes on our fifth season, well, we have some really cool stuff. Uh, we had a talk with German pop superstars Milky Chance and the new singer of Smash Mouth, 
and the revivalists from New Orleans, all sorts of amazing stuff. And uh, we're going to be coming out with new episodes every week or so. Please check it out, theshowontheroad.com slash episodes, and our Instagram at theshowontheroadpodcast. If you're curious what my group, Dust Bowl Revival, may be up to, well, you are in luck. I'm going to tell you right now, this weekend, we're going to Nevada City on Friday, the 29th, playing at the Miner's Foundry, and then going up to Hardly Strictly Bluegrass in San Francisco on the 30th, 11.40 a.m. Bring your coffee. It'll be a lot of fun. And we're going to be playing at Castoro Cellars October 1st in Paso Robles. The Show on the Road is written, produced, and edited by yours truly, Z. Lupitan, and we are part of the Osiris Podcast Network. Please leave us a kind review on the Apple Podcasts page and tune in next week for more episodes. Fall in love with me When this shit is over Do you want to fall in love with me
Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.